My sister is also coming home for Christmas. She constantly cuddles and winds up my golden doodle, reversing a lot of progress. She throws structure out the window. When I confront her, I'm just too uptight. Right. What should I do? She'll be home for a week. So you take... Also, thank you guys for the show. It saved me a lot of unneeded stress. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. So what you do is this. Put your dog in a crate. Tell your sister to leave the fucking dog alone. Got it? Literally, don't touch my dog. Simple. Don't touch the dog. Next. Going live. (laughs) Now we're live. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training with Joelle, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show. We're probably going to do a one-hour show. Why? Because Joelle was just sound asleep, and I had a bang on her door. Wake the fuck up! And and she's like, "Huh? Where are we? What time is it?" And I'm like, "Up! Oh, it's time for the show." So, um, you know, it's, it's, been it's been a long week, long day, long morning. So I appreciate it. You know, it's, people forget that. We get up at 3 in the morning and we do this show sort of as an afterthought. Um, It's a priority, but it's an afterthought anyway for all of you. So thank you so much. A lot of great fan engagement on our social media platforms. I can't thank you. If you're not on our Instagram channel or Facebook channel, you definitely want to check that out because there's some really great, helpful content. Joelle's in charge of our social media team, and she's got some great folks. In fact, for all the folks, for the 150 people that applied for the intern position, the part-time intern position, which can be a remote job, I'm whittling it down. I'm down to 15 people, and I'll be going through those 15 people tonight when I get home, and those 15 people will be getting emails, or some of those people will be getting emails from me. For We do a phone interview, and then a Skype interview, and then um, we decide you know, what we're going to do after that. So the way this show works is you ask a question, I give an answer. Every answer needs about, oh five weeks, um, but we're going to give you about 15 to 20 seconds. Um, and then also I've got something called Jeff Gelman Seminars, Jeff Gelman Seminars. In fact, after this happy Thanksgiving for all the folks that are in the United States, um, um, and, then cel- and then celebrate it. Um, but next weekend, we head out to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. And then from Seattle, Washington, we're going down to Petaluma, but we're actually staying in Novato, so we're calling it a San Francisco seminar because it's close and that's what's recognizable. And um, we announced... Uh, we're about to announce a South Carolina seminar. Hilton Head, South Carolina is being announced probably by the end of this week. And then it looks like a San Diego area, probably Ramona, which is about 35 minute, minutes northeast of downtown San Diego. Well, which, I mean, it might as well be in San Diego. It takes 35 minutes to go pick up a gallon of milk in San Diego. Um uh, we're going to be able to um, uh, announce that. But Jeff Gelman Seminars, we're doing 28 of them, possibly 30 in 2020. And that is a two-day seminar, and that also is problem-solving. So the, the seminars and the Q&A, we talk a lot about punishment, how to stop unwanted behaviors. The only way to stop unwanted behaviors is through the application of punishment. I'm a pet dog trainer, a couple of important things to always think about. So we don't do, you know... We, high-performance dogs. Well, I can stop bad behaviors with high-performance dogs, but we're training pet dogs, stopping, helping families stop unwanted behaviors. I think it's really important when you when you hire a dog trainer to understand what their lane is. Like, that's our lane. That's what we do. Like, we work with families, pet dogs. A lot of them are not, you know, high drive. A lot of them are not motivated. A lot of them might, some of them might be genetically challenged. A lot of them have got some really, really, um, ingrained, um, bad behaviors for, for years, um, which is, and it's not from abuse. It's actually from too much love and affection, permission and coddling, actually no rules, no structure. And then we've got the boarding, the boarding train center, which is we're sitting at now. And that's, um, we do structured daycare boarding for our clients only. And then we do a boarding train program, and that's all on um, Jeff Gelman. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, you can go to jeffgelman.com, actually. That's on solidcaninetraining.com. So uh, there's a little dower sign at the bottom of your, your screen. A lot of people like to, to throw in a little bit of cash. It gets your it gets your question queued to the top. That's not why we want people to, why, why people do it. I think a lot of people do it just to appreciate all the free advice um, um, that we put out there. Um, so there's no expectation. You do not you do not have to pay to play. We get through as many questions as possible. But tonight probably will only be a one-hour show. So let's get right into it. Dakota and Blessing Service Team. Hi, JJ. I just wanted to say I love you both very much. Oh, love you too. Thank you. Love you. 
Barista Boy. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Just wondering what your thoughts on toys and bones are and whether or not you give them to your dogs. Um, well, toys, I use chuck it toys and pool toys, but my dogs do not have toys. I find most toys a waste of money. You, they just destroy them and you got to buy more of them. As far as bones, my dogs eat raw, so they actually eat bones with their food. Tonight they had actually duck neck bones, and there's probably some duck uh, rib cage in there as well, but I'm pretty sure it was duck. No, they had duck neck and they had duck heads tonight. So, um, um, but as far as keep in mind, most bones that you will find in a pet store are horrific. Chemicals, poisons, formaldehyde, glue, um, the process they use to make rawhide. Like, just go on YouTube. How is rawhide bones made? It's pretty fucking disgusting. So be really, really careful about that. Next. Um, Dakota and Blessing. So Dakota has been playing with the dog for about a week now with no issues. However, he's still unsocial with other dogs. I know how to fix this. I just wanted to ask, as you, why do you think my dog took to the other one? Well, this is the thing. Like, how come you like certain people but don't like others? There are dogs out there that just like every dog. There is. There's dogs out there that are neutral to every dog. There's dogs out there that want to kill every dog. Um, you know, they're dogs. Like, dogs dogs pushing your dog on someone else's dog that has a different play style um uh, possibly different energy your dog just won't like it just won't like so i i've owned at one point i had a pack of 12 dogs i think two or three of them played with each other and um the rest of them sort of just like hung out right so next LG, my 12-year-old male, was licking my 15-month female on the face, and she started curling her lips and growled. I told her no and made him stop. Did I go about this the right way? I was not expecting that. They usually exist together and don't actively engage much. Some playing. I don't allow this behavior, and it is new and not common, nor do I want it to be. Should I bonk that behavior, e-collar? Well, I would wait to see what happened, though, first. Did the, the dog that was doing the licking back away? All your dog was do So, I don't... Like, when it comes to growling, it's like there are certain times when dogs can growl at other dogs, okay? Human human dog growling, I don't think there's too many, I can't think of an instance where it's acceptable. But but with other dogs, your dog that was being having its face licked was saying, I don't like this, stay away from me. What I would do is wait to see what happened. If that dog backed away, I'd be like, okay, I guess you guys understand each other. Dogs do growl. Next. Four ninety nine top chat. Oh, from thank Haley, you, Haley. Just because you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you, Haley. You know, there's a there was a two ninety nine top chat, but it doesn't show up in the in the top of your queue. Yeah, it so whoever did that, I apologize. For some weird reason, YouTube only recognizes the four ninety nine ones. I don't know why. Next, barista boy. I'm running a five k tomorrow morning, and my dog has some slight reactivity. It's one of the first outings I've had with the dog because I'm nervous about his behavior. Any tips for nerves and mindset? I think he'll do well, but I guess I'm just fearing setback. Okay, so. Usually running a 5K for the first time with your dog, who's not good in that situation, um, is a little bit, it's, it's, it's risky, but I like risk. So um, what I would do is make sure you have a prong collar on your dog. Yes, you can, you can run with your dog on a prong collar. You can bike with your dog on a prong collar. Um, so what I would do is, you know, in movement, just go, get your dog. I don't know how well your dog does on the walk. I don't know if it pulls. I don't know if it heals properly. I don't know if it goes in follow mode. I don't know if it's focused. I don't know how reactive it is. I don't know your skill set. There's a lot of different variables. But what I would say is this. Wake up tomorrow morning and fucking do it. Just do it. Got it? I'm going to have the best fucking 5K of my life which for me would be, at this point in my life, would be breaking 20 minutes. Back when I used to compete, it was way better than that. But so just go and do it. Just go do it. Next. Um, LG, my dog was in heat a few weeks ago and our training slacked. I also got a new job a few months ago. And yep. Training has been difficult because the hours that we walk train, there's not many people out. For some context, we practice around kids playing outside, barking dogs in yards, and just the general hustle bustle that she's classically found nerve-wracking. Any ideas to create distractions? It sounds um, like you're doing a good job. Hold on. We usually go for a morning walk at 4.30 a.m. and evening walks around 7.30. Just not as many good distractions around those times as a midday walk or even early evening. Also, happy Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you. This is the thing, man. You ready for this? Are you ready? You're allowed to have a life. Your dog's got to fit in it. 
you got a job, right? That's the job. So what you can do is quit this job, work third shift, okay? And then you can take your dog out all day long during the distractions. Like that, that is an option. Work second shift. Then you can work, take your dog out in the mornings and the afternoons for lots of distractions. Or work the job that you've got and get the dog to work around your life. Because if you don't have cash flow, nobody's doing well. True story. Dog, I'm more important than you. I'm the most important person in the house. You are a dog. You fit into my lifestyle. Next. Brits, I was able to get my German Shepherd to down three times for a minute with the mailman walking past. Awesome. I did have to do it several times, and I did get irritated, but we got through it. Don't get irritated. Don't get irritated. Proper punishment is emotionless. You're not upset. You're not mad. You're not angry. No yelling. No screaming. It's a matter of fact. No, can't do that. It's a matter of fact. That's all. Next. Melissa, good evening, Jeff and Joelle and everyone in the chat, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's celebrating tomorrow. Thank you as well, Melissa, to you and your family. Thank you. LG, we usually go, I already read that. Yep. Um, Barista boy, my sister is also coming home for Christmas. She constantly cuddles and winds up my golden doodle, reversing a lot of progress. She throws structure out the window. When I confront her, I'm just too uptight. Right. What should I do? She'll be home for a week. So you take. Also, the... thank you guys for the show. It saved me a lot of unneeded stress. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. So what you do is this, put your dog in a crate, tell your sister to leave the fucking dog alone. Got it? Literally. Don't touch my dog. Simple. Don't touch the dog. Next. It's called boundaries. Next. Janine, $2 Canadian top chat. That's the one that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Janine. Next. Um, she said, hey, guys, my American bulldog does not let me administer her eardrops. She has chronic ear infection. She's too big and heavy to hold down. Should she be allowing me to administer drops on command? Theoretically, yes. But it, you have to train it. Number one, put your dog on raw. Look into, look into raw feeding. Thomas Sandberg, we're going to have um, his, a link on our page pretty soon. So um, uh, uh, he's going to be, he's got a great ebook that we'll be actually having a link that we can to be able to get right on our website. Um, it's wonderful. Um, he might even be popping up on the show and you can, if you see his name, you can, you can click on him. Um, so what we're going to do is this is muzzle up the dog and you do a, we, we would do a clicker counter conditioning protocol. So we would actually do clicker food counter conditioning protocol, um, maybe a week's worth of work on that, but we would stop any growling, um, or trying to bite us behavior next. Um, Jamie, is doggy daycare safe or good idea for a shy, nervous, unsocialized five pound dog? Um, depends on the daycare. The dog came here, it'd be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Your average daycare, shit show. But I don't know what the daycares are like by you. So if you've got a daycare, like the dog doesn't need more love, hugs, kisses, and cuddles. The dog needs structure. Next. Gretchen, hi guys. Happy Thanksgiving. There's so much to be grateful for in life. The fact that we woke up this morning, the fact that we exist, like Gary Vee would say, you could have been a tree. So the fact that, that we exist is wonderful. The fact that you woke up is wonderful. Next. Janine, I already read that. Midge D. Hi, J&J. Hope you're doing well and happy Thanksgiving. Things are rocking and rolling. Thank Help you. Help three people for free with getting calmness from their dogs in the house for the holidays. Feels great. As always, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thumbs up. Fist bump. Next. LG, in relation to the 15-month-old growling at my mail, I don't want to correct her physically or with a remote and make it escalate. But just trying to get some guidance on what direction to go with that behavior. Okay, but you can. Okay, but a correction is remote collar or physically. So you've got two options: try it or don't try it. So if you want to stop an unwanted behavior, you have to have an, a proper application of a punisher, or it will not go away. Will it escalate? If you underwhelm the dog, it will. If your timing is off, it could. But you can also stop it. But your dog's also saying, get the fuck away from me. That's why it's like, I want to see what, I want to see how it, with my own personal dogs, I want to see how that pans out. Next. 
Alpine fan, on Spotify, no podcast show up after August 6th. I know you said there was a problem with it. Will they eventually come onto Spotify? Right. Know? I know, Melissa, just put the new link up. There's a new link that we had to link to. So there was a technical difficulty. It actually took us a while to figure it out. And we finally figured it out. So now we have a new link. So if you, all your old links, you'd have to read, you have to redo a new link now. Next. Michelle, good evening, Jeff Joel and Melissa. Hello. Barista boy, thinking about adopting another dog, older beagle. Shelter won't let him be adopted because there is a dog park nearby. Um, what? Oh, unless there is a dog park nearby. Are you serious? I don't live near one and I wouldn't take a dog to one if I did. How to convince? Don't convince them. Go to another right. shelter. Go to another shelter. Hey, you fucking assholes at that shelter. <laughs> and then they'll complain that they're full. All right. Do you want to save the dog's life and or not? He has an acre fenced in. Right. So you want to save the dog or not? Or are you putting that dog up on your fucking posters over the holiday to get donations with some sob fucking story? Mm -hmm. But you got some dude here. Is it a male? You've got barista boy. Barista so, boy. Yeah. So not you got a, not only a dude, but a dude that can make an awesome fucking goddamn cappuccino who wants to as an acre fenced in who wants to adopt your fucking dog. It's a beagle. Let him put the dog out in the backyard all the time. It still has a better life than sitting in your cement fucking box. But oh no, here we go again. More shelters looking for fundraising because it's holiday time. Sad eyes. Well, fucking let's put some little sad music on. Get some easy listening strumming, all right? Come on now, no dog park. Give me a fucking break. You couldn't pay me money to go to a dog park. Next. Britt, last night we went to the park and my German Shepherd saw people and a few dogs. She did great. We're even starting to speed walk and run. It's working like gold. Awesome. Proud of you. Danny, with an aggressive dog, at the first sign of arousal, do you use high correction with e-collar or low-level stim? We use high correction with an e-collar. There's an art to it. Be careful. Next. Alpine fan, listening to archive podcasts from last spring, almost every show, Bitless Equestrian encouraged you to do a seminar in Hawaii. Did she get to come? I don't know. No, she wasn't no, there. Where the heck was she? Everyone wanted us to go to Hawaii. Yeah, where the fuck were you, Bitless? Huh? Mm hmm Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. So Thomas, Thomas Sandberg, CSAN. I never let people promote themselves, but him I do. So that's how important he is right there. Thomas Sandberg, you want to know anything about raw feeding? That's the guy to talk to. Or if you want to know anything about cancer with your dogs, that's the guy to talk to. There you go, next. Jamie, for a dog that takes or wants everything that another dog has, whether it be toys, food, or jumps in front of a dog that's sniffing the grass to sniff the same spot, is that considered bullying? Um, you tell me. Next. Melissa posted the link to the spot, the new Spotify. Thank you, for, um, and for everybody on Spotify, I apologize. For every, we've run on thirty different podcast platforms, I think. For everybody that's on on them all, I love you all. Next. And um, dog cries in crate at night it was okay for three years. Used e collar three hundred continuous mode, level nine plus five boost. Held for one and a half to two seconds. Stopped briefly, but seemed more agitated. Increased the level <clears throat> despite his yelping. Okay. The fact that you have to be so specific with your fucking numbers and tell me what the boost is means you care too much about the numbers. Get it off of boost, number one. Stop the boost. Go to M and C. Put tape over the fucking numbers. All right? Watch the dog. Get the dog to stop. Next. Daniel, thanks for all your great and free content. You're welcome. LG, I wanted to say when I watch your show, it motivates me to be on point with my dog. I've been down lately in soul searching and have missed many shows along with other factors slowing training. Thank you. So this is the thing. A lot of people in this country in the world are struggling with a lot of anxiety and depression right now. All right? Flip it. I'm not going to discount it at all. It's not that easy. It's hard. It's hard work. I'm speaking from experience. Okay. So this isn't somebody that doesn't struggle along with you. But all I know is this, you can flip it. Between talk therapy, what you put into your brain every day, possibly meds, surrounding yourself with the right people, getting all negativity out of your life. All right? Changing your story. Changing your story. Stop repeating that same old story. Next. 
the Desi dog father. Good morning, guys. Need to go out on a walk with my pups. See you in an hour. Awesome. See you later. Pamela. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you, Pamela? Kathleen. Hey, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello. Watching and grading assignments for the applied behavior analysis class I'm co-teaching this semester. Awesome. Topic is punishment. Yep. Hashtag science. Yep. It, of course it's science. Everybody's like, for all the people out there that are like, we use the latest science. I'm like, first of all, do you actually know what the latest science is? <laughs> Have you read the latest science? Their own agenda science. What is the latest science? Okay. Or did you only read chapters one and two, page one through 50 and page 50 through 550 you left out? But science says proper applied behavior, what is it, ABA, applied behavior analysis, actually is punishment and reward. So if anything, we are more scientific with our training than somebody that only does rewards. Next. Truth bomb. It's very true. Literally, look it up. It's not that difficult to look up. Let's see if there's chapstick over there. Mackenzie, literally, literally needed your inspirational quotes more than ever this week. Thank you. Awesome. A lot more to come. Um, Alpine fan, thank you so much for the video of Big White Dog going up and down the metal stairs. I copied it to walk Unsure Dog onto Metal Bobbing Dock on the lake. Yep. Now we can do it calmly and happily. Yes. Let's go. I always do. I used to, we have, so being in Rhode Island, we're the ocean state. We're the smallest state in the country, but we actually have 432 miles, I believe, of coastline. Maybe that number is wrong, but there's a lot of coastline here because we have so many inlets. Um, and so I've got, I've had plenty of clients when I used to go to people's homes. I actually used to go to their boats. In fact, I used to have, I remember one guy, he had a hundred foot yacht, motor, it was motorized. I guess that's called a yacht, but I guess a sailboat could be a yacht. I don't know. They're all fucking boats to me. I'm not a, you know, you know. I think yachts usually have engines. Okay. So anyway, we had. I had to train the. I had to train the dog how to fucking take a take a leak and a dump off the swim deck because that because they, they would go out on these long excursions. The dog would have to go to the bathroom. So, um, and they didn't want to set up like a little grass area. So we just did the swim. We just did the swim deck. No big deal. Fucking ocean water washes it away anyway. So, um, but yeah, the so I got a lot of dock experience next. Lucy, do you allow your dogs to get on the couch in bed? No, but I could because I hold my dogs accountable. So you, I'm not against sleeping with dogs. I'm not against dogs on furniture. What's the behavior of the dog? So that's a when you ask a question like that, it's like you have to like do you allow your kids to to start fires. I, you know, well, give me context. In the basement of my home, no. On a camping trip, yes. You know what I mean? And so, so we need context. We need context. So do I allow my dogs to sleep in the, kid, the bed? No, I don't. My dogs sleep in kennels. Can I? I could. Why? Because it wouldn't destroy any of the training that I'm having because I can make up for it on the tail end. Most people, though, cannot. Next. Todd, the educator EZ900 has more bells and whistles than the mini, including multiple vibration levels. I already regret typing that. Would you recommend it or keep it simple and get the mini? Keep it simple. K-I-S-S. -S. Next. LG, Jeff, the 15-month-old, had a very hard eye, and my male is blissfully ignorant, sweet but ignorant, and will let himself get bit. I'm just shell-shocked from my sister's dogs fighting and don't want that. So muzzle up the dog and correct him. Next. Jared, thanks for the Skype today, Jeff. Melinda introduced the e-caller this afternoon, found his working level. Awesome. He was able to loosen up a bit and let him be, so we had a constructive day. You're the best. Nice. That was that was the you you sat you were over there during that one. Oh, eating lunch. Yeah, eating lunch. That that was a good one. Hey, I'm super proud of you. Super super proud of you. Next. Karen, yo, Jeff and wife. <laughs> okay, not this is wife. so. This is not my wife. This is Joelle. She's one of my employees. Next. I didn't even get to finish. Oh, sorry. Watched you all day. New dog, terrified of my basement steps, but ran up and down a flight outside. Her prong collar has already changed her overnight. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. Next. Mm, Melissa posted the link to the seminars. Thank you. Karen, GSD lover, good evening. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoyed watching Angelo decorate the tree. Yes, he had a great time. Got a super chat for $2 Canadian. Oh, yes, maybe that was already mentioned. I'm not yep. sure. Okay, got it. Next. Haley, good evening to you and everyone in the chat, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone celebrating. Best yes. holiday ever. Love you guys. Damn right it is. Next. Daniel, how do you introduce raw feeding, and where would you recommend to get the meat? So I get the meat from meat wholesalers. Raw feeding, Thomas Sandberg. So look up Thomas Sandberg. Um, he's put a... He's right there. He said, Daniel, contact me. Yeah, yeah. 
Daniel, he already did that. Um, so I, we get our meat at a bunch of different places. So I get a lot of my, uh, my, my pork. So my pork and my beef I get from a local meat wholesaler. So between the two of us, we'll buy 100 pounds easily at a time. Um, and then I go to an Asian market and we get a lot of our, um, uh, we do duck heads, duck necks. We can do, um, I mean, you do all your, all your brains, your kidneys, your, um, I mean, we get bull testicles. Um, you can get intestines. I mean, name it. I mean, they've got, they've got everything. Hearts, gizzards, um, um, so much, so much stuff. Duck frames we get from a company that delivers, um, you know, once a month. Um, we get what? Four boxes of that. How many pounds in a box? 30. 30. So we get 120 pounds of that. So, and then we do food prep. So and like this time of year, I'm getting all the deer. Yep. So tomorrow night is my food prep night for, um, I'll probably prep about, oh, 60 bags of food for 20 days. Cause I want to have enough prep for a while, um, until we go on the trip. And then after the trip next. My God, you're doing 60 at a time. Oh yeah. I cry when I have to do like 20. What I do is I put, I put a, I put a show on the iPad, put my headphones on. You know, I bought a chef jacket for nine bucks. Got a little chef jacket there to keep me because I get all bloody, a little bit yeah. bloody. And um, and I just, I just, I'm methodical. I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. I got my little scale, weigh it all up, bag it, put it in the big thing. It just thing. takes so long. My back hurts by the end of it because well, I'm like bending over. Well, you, like, well, stand up. Cutting. Stand up and cut. But the, I just wanted to get everywhere. So I try to do it on the floor and then I can just mop and bleach everything. Do it on the top of one of your freezers. I guess. Or I can get you a freaking proper. I need like a butcher's block. You know what we can do? There's something upstairs that we can actually buy a butcher's block, screw, like attach it to it, and you can have it back there. Cool. All right, next. LG, when walking my 15-month-old female, will look up at me as she looks, she is stepping out of heel. I usually tell her good for attention, but she's moving ahead. Right. She's cunning, and I think she's playing me. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, I think she's like giving you the fuck you look. Next. <laughs> Cindy, I've finally given up on a dog on dog parks after my dog was attacked by a large pit, ruining all of my hard work on socializing her with big dogs. Yep. We've been having the most fun training and exploring other parks. We're able to find spots I can take her off leash and that's a lot more fun. Right, and it's not a, it's, that's not a pit, a pit issue, just for full clarification. So um, I just want to um, make sure that people understand that because pits get such a bad name. So dog parks, I mean, we had golden retrievers that like shred dogs. Next. Yeah. Um, Lucy, my cattle dog urinates when she's excited and when she's afraid. Anything I can do to minimize this or eliminate it altogether? So I rarely, you know, usually I'm the guy that always talks about work your dog above threshold because I really want to push dogs like to actually like live in a real world. But this is the one time that for about two weeks would we would at our training center, we would keep the dog below threshold. No excitement, no fast movements, no high pitched voices. Believe it or not, no affection, everything neutral. Start, start realigning a lot of this stuff also check for uti but it's probably not it's probably behavioral um and um uh then what you're going to do is do your training do your structure we so we never address car sickness or excitement fear um urination but it goes away with our program next Karen said, amen, Jeff. That's why I got my dog from Craigslist. She's awesome. Yep. Scared to go down the basement stairs, though. Got a prong. Should I just go for it? Yep. She's 56 pounds. She shuts down at the top. So ready for this? Grab the leash. Stand on the top of the stairs. Turn on the light. Put the leash in front of your waist like this so your body is, is pulling it. Make sure your dog's got, you know, a little bit of slack. And say, let's go and walk. Step by step, by step, by step. That first step might be a drag. Like literally you might drag your dog on the first step. It'll do it. Don't worry. Next. Janine, my friend's five-year-old pit bull is dog and people aggressive. I tell him to watch you. Is there hope for his dog or is it too late? There's there's hope for everything. It all depends on a lot of, there's, there's a lot of variables. How bad do they want it? How bad does somebody want it? You know, I mean, I'm sure for all we know, the dog's one correction away from, you know, a different dog. But there's a lot of things that they could be doing that that will make their life, you know, better. So, next. 
Elizabeth, I adopted a non-aggressive 18-month-old shepherd husky mix. Mm-hmm. Only problem is with growls with high tr- high value treats. Had her three months. She growls and backs away at my at my I don't know D at my D hour of blue. Then happily plays how to stop this. First of all, why are you using high value treats? It's making your dog growl. Stop using high value treats. And what are you using them for? Are you teaching a basic command or are you rewarding a command that the dog should already know? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your skill set is. But if the dog is growling over food, why would you continue to give it food? The dog should be corrected for growling. Next. Justin, adopted a five-year-old lab and already have a two-year-old lab. New lab is ball-specific and growls at the other lab. Is this something to worry about? Um, I would correct that dog. No. Correct. Next. Sid, hi, J&J. They won't let me adopt another GSD because I have two cats. Ridiculous. They always coexist in my home all my life. Very sad. Yep. There we go. Shelter is making it harder and harder. Yep. Yep. That's why you want a dog? Go to a backyard breeder. This whole adopt, don't shop, bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, like, and that doesn't mean I'm against adoption. Do not get me wrong. First of all, you're buying the dog. You're not adopting the dog. You're buying the dog. It's a monetary transaction. Okay, I'm not against this. But why do you think people are buying dogs from just people on Craigslist, on Facebook? All right? Buying them in parking lots of Walmart. Why? Because adoption shelters are making it too hard. And I know why they're doing it. They want to make sure they go to the right homes. I get it. I understand but sometimes it's a fucking crapshoot anyway, right? Like there's a well-known talk show host that tends to adopt dogs and then get rid of them really quick. Is that a, so does that, is that person, because it's a well-known talk show host, make a good dog owner because it's a celebrity? But the person living paycheck to paycheck is not a good candidate? Next. $20 top chat from Pamela. Hey, Pamela. One year German Shepherd puppy injured by e-collar at the trainers. Too tight, prongs too long. $2,500 total. I believe in the e-collar, not the abuse. Needs structure, but afraid of the collar now. Any suggestions to ease her back into it? See, the the e-collar was too tight and the prongs were the prong collar. E-collar. Like the two prongs were too, like... The contact point. So why was there... So it sounds like it was... Pressure sores? Probably pressure sores. $2,500. That's a lot of money. So chances are the collar wasn't... So the only... The only... It's not from using it too high. That's... Let's let's clarify that right now. So any good brand shock collar... I mean, I, I use the word shock collar, but it does... There's no burning going on. So it's a pressure sore historically, the only way to get a pressure sore, historically, unless the dog's got really sensitive skin, but this is on a shepherd, she said. Mm -hmm. So usually it's on a dog like, you know, a lot of Dobermans or Pitts or Weimariners or dogs with not a lot of fur, Boxers, um, um, sometimes a Dachshund, but it, it would be a pressure sore. So it's possibly wasn't rotated, but that's a hell of a lot of, that's a hell of a lot of vet bill. I mean, even if they had to put drains in it, I mean, that's a that's a big vet bill. So it sounds like there was an infection, um, which might have taken a while to get. They probably had to put the dog on IVs. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't there. And I don't want to know who it was because that's not what it is. But but even though the dog had that experience, that's th- th- those, those things are probably more on the rarer side. Um, so you can still train the dog on the remote. Next. Scattered Storm. Every time I work on muzzle conditioning, radar gets very clumsy, sort of directionless, and muzzle punches everyone. Not sure what I should do about this. Muzzle punches everyone? There should be nobody else in the room except for you, the dog, total quietness, a treat bag with the dog's daily food, and a clicker. You should be sitting down in a chair, and you should be calm and ready to concentrate and focused and not stressed out and methodical. And you're going to do it for five minutes at a time. There should be, and the dog should be on a leash. There should be nobody else in the room. Next. Lucy, when I walk with my dog, she walks really good. But when I walk with both my dogs, they pull like crazy. 
Any tips? I want to walk both my dogs at the same time. I'm walking them separately right now. Yeah. They both walk fine separately? Mm -hmm. Okay. As soon as you start the walk, ready? Go to your front door. Put your dogs into a sit. All right? Any, are they relaxed? If they're not relaxed, say no, bonk. Then go for your walk. Then what you're going to do, start going up and down the driveway, master the driveway, come to a stop, automatic sit. If they don't sit, boom, pop up, put them into a down, heel five feet, turn around and do a 180. I just did a post on this. Next. Um, scattered storm, haha, science. Y'all know what it says on the latest reports on punishment and correction callers. Turns out Jeff was right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to read that. They don't want to read that. They don't want to read that. There's a lot they don't want you to hear. Next. LG, Jeff, that's part of it. Changing my story. I'm a mechanical engineering student. I love it, but my passion is dogs. I still want to get my degree, but I'm deeply passionate concerning dogs. Okay, so why do you want to get your degree? Are you going to use anything with it? Maybe you'll build animal shelters, right? Or maybe you'll like build, maybe you'll build solar powered dog houses in for, I don't know, for, in, in, in for, for people that have to keep it heated. You know what I mean? Who knows what you'll do? Or mechanical, actually, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of mechanical, I'm thinking of structural, I'm thinking of um, uh, building, architectural, mechanical. Oh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to invent, the, the technology is already there, you just have to put the pieces together, a remote collar that works over the Wi-Fi wi unit that's affordable to the mass public. Next. Kathleen, yep. Also, I just followed you on Twitter. Jeff, love that you guys are on tons of platforms. Yep, all By for... time you get on freaking Twitter. Shush, all for free. Also, you have Snapchat. Why don't you use Snapchat? All those filters. Next. Okay, I'll just put you on mine. Danian, are game-bred pit bulls naturally dog-aggressive, or is it just high prey drive directed in the wrong direction? What's a game-bred game pit bull? Do they exist? Where are they? How do you know? Right? A lot of people are passionate about that term. All right? A lot of people are passionate about that term. So what was the question about it, though? Is it just high prey drive, like, used in the wrong way? Possibly. There's a lot of misinformation out there in the dog world. A lot of people are like, oh, you don't understand. That's a game-bred pit. Can't be rehabilitated. Yes, it can. Of course it can. High enough motivator changes any behavior historically. Not 100% when it comes to aggression, but it shouldn't be human aggressive. That's for sure. That's bad breeding. If you study the history of dog fighting, they're not human aggressive. Next. LG, I almost want to just get my degree and then flip the script and go forth continuing learning everything I can and train and work with people and dogs for a living. So instead you're just going to accrue more debt why do you need that piece of paper? You can always go back. You only live once. You can always go back. Who wants you to get that degree? You or your folks? You or your friends? You or society? You or, the, or, or social media? You or the news media? Who wants, who wants that degree? Do you truly want that degree? If you don't, stop right now. Do what you want. Take a year off. Find your passion. Find your passion. Next. Justin saw yet another dog fight at the dog park. Golden versus Pincher. Huh. No pit bull involved. Next. Michelle, Facebook group admin, put up a post that PETA is now a part owner of Facebook and setting new rules for what's allowed in dog groups. Have you heard this? That's probably bullshit. That's probably baloney. Um, if I own, does PETA own stock in Facebook? Maybe. There, there is no part owner. It's a, I believe it's a publicly held company. Yeah, I believe Zuckerberg took it public. That's how he got so, yeah, that's how he got so wealthy so quick. Yeah. So, like overnight, um, well, more than overnight, those are things overnight. Well, there yeah, is. Yeah, true. But I mean, Gary Vee, like, invested. Yeah, in yeah, invested. So, I think it's a public company. So, part owner, that's probably a lie. But but is <gasps> is Facebook <gasps> cracking down on a lot of their uh, acceptable, what's acceptable, what's not? It is. Next. 
Kyle. But don't worry, they're still going to allow the Russians to manipulate our elections. Don't worry about that, guys. Next. Kyle, can we stick to the show, please? Hey, J&J, when you do non-compliance sim, is it continuous? Thanks, and have happy Thanksgiving. I'll let you answer that. Yes, it's continuous, and you're slowly dialing up to motivate the dog a little bit more. That's when you start adding in, like, distractions and stuff. Right, and that's so if after... They've been, if they've been working on, like, a seven, but now there's another dog in the room, they're going to be paying more attention to the other dog. That's why you slowly dial up, just to, like, hey, pay attention. Next. Um... Holding on dog training. Happy Thanksgiving, Jeff, family, and Joelle. Loving the positive stuff this week. Awesome. Thank you, Ashley. Um, and, yes, I was uptight about shocking him, but did. When you say use high stim, but be careful, or your timing may be off, can you give a bit more guidance? Just need to know I'm doing it right. Greatly, greatly appreciate. Um, I feel like there was more to that. Yeah. Because tonight's the night as I sleep with the controller. Wish I had other uses. Ha. Huh. So... You're sleeping with a controller, which means there's probably whining or barking in the crate or scratching. Correct? So, dog's making nonsense in the crate. You wake up. Reach over. Make sure you grab the remote collar, not your vibrator. Correct the dog. There's your timing. What level? The level that makes the dog go, I guess I'll stop whining, crying, scratching. Next. Antoine, hey guys, my seven-month-old terrier mix I've had for three months is still mouthing, and now he is starting to go after my hands and mouths and bites after every correction I give him. I'm not sure how to fix it. Muzzle him up and bonk him. No bonk. So what's happening is, this is it. Usually what happens is people describe something to me on, on a show, and then I see them in a seminar. Excuse me, and I watch what they're doing, and I'm like, you're encouraging the dog to bite with your actions. Pushing the dog away, being overly affectionate with your hands. You start petting the dog and then all of a sudden it turns to biting. So you want to teach that dog out. You want to teach that dog the word no. You want to have, you possibly that you're underwhelming the dog. What's the rest of the day look like? Is there too much affection? Are you, can you, are you holding the dog accountable on, on other things? Like, believe it or not, going in and out of the crate. Um, mandatory downs. Um, um, does that dog understand no in other contexts? Like real no in other contexts. Next. LG, I'm torn about where to go with everything. It's hard to discern what direction to go since engineering and dogs are such different fields. I love math and calculations, but I love working with dogs. Okay, well, what you can do is you can start using calculations and math, figuring out for families if they don't, if they don't do the work right now, the amount of seconds the dog has before that goes into the shelter and gets killed. So your engineering will be put to good use. Next. Cindy, I have a pit mix myself. I love pits. I mentioned the breed just for visuals. Oh, I know. Nothing against pits. I know. I know. Thomas, uh, prep food on a waist-high table. Save your back. I'm prepping food now watching this. There you go. Thank you. Bailey. And she knows. She's like physical fitness, you know, you know, oh, what's the word? Guru. Guru, I guess, is the word. So it's meanwhile, she's on the ground with a fucking hacking knife, hacking away on the fucking floor. I need, it's because I need a solid surface to cut through all these bones. Uh, we have solid surfaces in this building. No, and then it's like loud, though. It's just like banging. And it's on the floor. It's not like that loud. It gets the impact, you know. If I got you a butcher table, it's still going to be loud. Yeah, but it's more solid than, like, some shaky little table, or you know. I'll get you a butcher table. Cool. Next. Bailey, part one. I'm starting to use the e-collar mini educator from e-collar technology on my year-and-a-half-old golden retriever. Mm -hmm. She can't feel level one or two, but on three, she's extremely stressed. She pants, runs away, stress digs. She's extremely confident, which is why this is so concerning to me. The collar is working properly. I tried retesting her levels, but even at zero, she does the same behavior she can wear the collar with no issue and can see the remote with no issue but when i put the remote behind my back that's when she goes crazy recommendations please on zero the collar is not working so number one i got a feeling you're using for, for, okay this is let me just say let me just help you out here there's no leash on the dog i know there's no leash on the dog 
you have to train the dog still how to understand what the stim is. So for some reason, your hand behind your back is a visual cue to the dog that maybe the first time it was uncomfortable happened and the dog's associating it with that. But on zero, if the dog is stressed out, like you also might be just looking too much into it. Dogs go through stress when they learn new things. But a level zero, one, two, three, most dogs don't respond to that. Mm -mm. But if you're telling me your dog is stressing out at zero, it's got nothing to do with the collar. But also the fact the dog runs away means there's no leash on the dog. You don't train dogs without leashes unless you're doing free shaping for something which would go more towards like sometimes with puppies we do that or with trick training we do that or with like agility, you know, we would do that. So um, I've got a feeling this is not even a cower situation and I also have a feeling that you might be giving out signals that are actually possibly stressing your dog out. Next. Um, a... Bataglia. Hi, J&J. Thank you for all your free content. My six-month-old Dalmatian will freeze, scratch at e-collar when corrected for breaking place command. She knows the command but struggles with duration. Thanks. So used, um, you, your first correction should be with a prong collar and leash to be held accountable. But we, don't, we do not correct a dog for obedience until we've done three, four, sometimes 500 repetitions. Next. Karen said, thank you so much. First thing tomorrow. Okay, cool. Danny. Dog is very skittish, a 15-year-old daughter. She comes home and she hides under the table and it leads to growling if she, if she walks too close. Should I correct the hiding, redirection? Um, don't redirect. Um, what you can do is don't let keep the dog on a leash, put the dog in place, let your daughter go or put your dog in a crate, let your daughter go wherever she wants to. For some, I don't, I'm not there. There's a lot of variables to this one. Guys, there's a lot of variables to a lot of this stuff. So uh, you're telling me one little thing that's going on in the dog's life. For all I know, the rest of the day is like leads up to this one little thing. So the first thing to do is put a leash on the dog when your daughter comes home. Second thing to do is have the dog go to place, which is not a redirection. It's obedience command. And then just like let your dog exist in place while your daughter is. But just tell your daughter not to pet the dog. Next. Cassandra, I signed up for your reactive dog class. Going oh, awesome. to get a second job to pay for it, and I'll be driving five hours to you. So freaking pumped. Thank you for the opportunity. Holy shit. Wow. Good, look at that. Do you hear that, everybody? You want dedication. your Dedication. It's real dedication. You want your dog fixed, you'll fucking make a way to do it. Next. Britt, I'm sick and tired of people letting their dogs run at other dogs. It is a big deal in Fresno. My yes. German Shepherd definitely is sick of it. Been fighting the rain, trying to beat the rain. Yep. So just kick dogs. Next. Carolina, I love watching you. Oh, thank you. Kathleen, oh my god, I have to follow you on Snapchat. Need more mod in my life. Yeah, well, he doesn't post shit on there, so don't expect much. Next. <laughs> Scattered storm. Okay, so I'm muzzle conditioning the wrong way. I'll change things up. Good job. Jared, as a computer guy on a technical level, I don't think a remote caller that works over Wi-Fi is a great idea. Latency in thick walls and old houses would be an issue. Latency is always a problem. The latency of the stem is always going to be a problem. But we're not talking about, we're not talking, here's the, here's, here's, here's the example, what is this, Jared? Mm. So you're always talking about latency, you got to be careful. But we also have that from na certain nanny cams and also with Skype and also with, you know, FaceTime. But if you've got a dog in a crate that has a history of breaking out of a crate or, or history of breaking out a crate, you're at work or you're anywhere in the world and you're looking on your cell phone at your dog's behavior and you've got a remote collar and you're on a Wi-Fi signal, the collar's on a Wi-Fi signal, and you know for a fact that your dog is like, so say the latency is like one second, all right? You know your dog has been like digging, digging, digging. Correct. It's better than nothing. But that's all going to start, the speed of that's going to, is going to improve as you know. So, you know, you're, you're just, your timing, your timing, most people's timing is, is bad anyway, and they're still getting okay results. So it's better than nothing. And that will only improve. But if you start, the, if you start the technology now, it will improve. Things always get better. Look at how video chatting is done. Look at the, look at the concept, like we're getting our, this, we're getting 5G now. So there's a lot, there's a lot of things that could be, there's a lot of things that could be done. Um, the problem is that there's a lot of dogs that are acting like total jerks. Breaking out of crates is a huge issue. Um, 
people that don't believe in crates, but maybe the dog is counter surfing. So um, that that's one of the big arguments about about that is latency. I agree, um, but you don't have to worry about walls because you're going off Wi-Fi next. Justin, can you recommend some exercises to help integrate a new dog to the house so that I can leave them alone confidently? Um, crate them. Dog is bone and toy possessive. Yeah, crate them. Crate them. Both dogs in a crate. In a separate crate. Next. <clears throat> Pamela, yes, they were pressure sores, not rotated. Huge pocket of pus the next day. It was a Sunday. How to reintroduce it to her is the question. She hides under the table after a session. So, um... After a session, so what I would do is I'd start, you know, start training the way we train, which is all with, we layer it with food. So put it on the dog. It's all food. Keep it simple. Do, do low level, you know, low level pressure on, pressure off. Do the place command. Do fun recalls. Do walking drills. Lots of daily food with it. Next. Obedient shepherds. I've been recently going to shelters to help the staff with their pups. In your opinion, what should I focus on? Um, I stay out of shelters because most of the, most of that staff doesn't want to talk about corrections. So most people in the shelter world aren't interested in having the dogs better behaved. They say they are, but they're not. And I say this with lots of shelters that have approached me, but not willing to do the work. But I would say if you're going to do it, Shutting up in the shelter being number one. Number two, how to walk on a leash. Stick to those two things. Next. Tim, using your new how-to videos on new puppy. I know you say working level can be used as young as 12 weeks, but what age can I start dialing up in the NCS stage? Well, NCS is not an age thing. It's, it's once the dog's understanding the concept of what you're asking it to do. So... You can start NCS because that's still technically working level and it's a small dial up and the leash is on the dog and you're usually layering it over and you're still doing food training. So you can do it now. Next. Um, Sandra, any advice for not bloodying my tongue when I have to bite it while observing my family and her purely positive dog training? Love my family, but oy vey, lol. Um, f- what you can do is use it as a personal growth experience and just mind your P's and Q's. And unless that dog's jumping on you or going after your dog or barking and you can't hear, you can also stop going over there um, or inviting them over if they bring their dog or don't allow their dog. Um, that's about all you can do. Yeah. With family, it gets messy. Next. Sophia, when working with biting dogs, why is a dominant dog collar better than a basic slip lead? Does it need to be sized for every dog? Thank you. Well, dominant dog collar fits. You, they come sized. You fit it so you only need to use minimal pressure on the dog to get it to take away its air. Um, and it's hard. It's easier to do it with that than it is with a, with a slip lead. Next. Sid, hi guys. What is your opinion on time spent with potential training client meet and greet? Want to help, but one person asked me questions two hours and then never signed up after saying she would. Suggestions? So you're talking to the wrong people. What I would do is I would put as much free information on your website as possible. And chances are this person was, if they talked to you for six hours, they wouldn't have signed up. So most people what most people that contact you should already know they want to hire you. So how do you do that? On your website, you put out massive amounts of free social content, how-to videos, training videos, pretty much give away all your information for free, do daily updates, do Q&A shows, do um, um, utilize all the free social media platforms out there, and um, have a really good pre-screening process. Keep your phone calls to 10 to 15 minutes. And all your most common questions, make a video, make an FAQ video section. Next. Lene, e-collar on from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., and I rotate it three times during the day. If I take it off, he knows and becomes a dick. Just want to know I'm doing the right thing as he needs high, consistent direction. Sounds Yeah, you can have an e-collar on your dog for, if you have to do it forever. I mean, you shouldn't have to, but if you did, who cares? Like, who cares? All I care about is that you've got a better life. Next. Jack says hello, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Jack. 
Bailey, she has an 18-inch traffic lead on. She tries to run but can only get so far on that length. Ah. I can't get a true level on her because she is not calm when I put the remote behind my back as you suggest in your video. Should I not put the remote behind my back? I know your concern in the video was the dog reacting to the sound of the button click. Well, that was for a dog that was clicker trained. Making sure that... Okay, so... 18-inch traffic lead is not a leash. Put a six-foot leash on your dog. A six-foot leash on your dog. You're start, you're, it sounds like you're starting the very beginning of remote collar training. The reason why I said there's no leash on the dog is because how could the dog run away from you if it was on a leash? It can't run away from you because it's on a leash. So obviously, okay, it has a leash on, but are you holding it? The reason why I told you to put it around behind your back some dogs that have been clicker trained, some of the times when you click the when you click when you click the button, if a dog's really sensitive to that, are you responding to that clicking noise like you would like a, if it was clicker trained, or did you actually respond to feeling it to get a working level? So by putting it behind your back, you're muffling it or sticking it in your pocket. You're muffling it. I don't care if the dog sees the remote or not. That's not what I care about. It's more about the sound. But if your dog hasn't been clicker trained, you still can get really, and you know how to get a, a, a working level of the dog, but I would just start working the dog. Just start working, just, just, I highly doubt one, two, or three is the working level. It's probably higher. It might be. But the fact that the dog is on zero and it freaks out, that tells me it's probably not a remote collar issue. That's what that's 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 why I'm making those statements. Next. Carolina, thank you for your advice. It really helped me with my American Bulldog Luna. Good. Awesome. Proud of you. Super proud of you. Next. Gretchen, why do you put the e-collar settings to momentary and continuous and turn off the boost? I don't understand. I feel more in control with the boost available and able to do the momentary on my own. Okay. Then keep doing it. That's how I set it up too, Gretchen. Right. I do continuous black boost red. Yeah. I, and I just never touch the boost. I just dial up quickly if I need to. I, I like, I prefer momentary continuous with more control over what I want to do with it. But you set it up the way that works for you. So I think you just stated that you prefer a certain way. Then keep doing it. Guys, if it's working, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. We had somebody in our Las Vegas seminar, beautiful Doberman. This woman was what, 90 pounds? Her dog She's was tiny. about her dog was about 110. She had her dog perfectly trained until someone told her she was doing it wrong. So she retrained her dog or untrained her dog, and now she's left with a dog that doesn't know anything or is doing all the wrong stuff. And my advice to her was just go back to what you used to do. Right? So if it's working, don't change it. Don't worry about what I say. Only listen to only listen to my advice of things you need help on. That's all. Next. All right. We have three minutes left, and we have, like, only a couple questions. We're going to get through them all. Okay. So don't take forever with your answers. Fine. We only have we only have a couple minutes left. We're stopping at Brett 9 o'clock. Brett says, going to have to fight the rain with German Shepherd ears. LOL. Only Shepherd people understand the struggle. Uh, yeah. Chronic ear infections. I'm on that boat. Hmm. I got four Shepherds. I don't understand that struggle. I never get ear infections. Every time he gets a drop of water in his ear, it's like the end of the world. Sounds like the owner's probably stressing him out. Bailey, should I not put the remote behind my... I already read that. Uh, Barista boy. My dog barks when visitors come to the door. And so now if I say, if I say hi there, he barks and rushes the door. Bonker. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. on cue. <laughs> Barista hi boy, there. try saying hello there. Right? <laughs> Next. Yes, you can bonk that. You can bonk that. No, and then bonk. Next. Sid, thank you, Jeff. I need that website, but we'll follow advice also. Thank you and happy turkey day to everyone. Yes. My boy, my dog ignores me while outside in big yard, off leash, won't recall, listens in the house. Right. So outside, there's too many distractions. You have to actually train the dog recall around high levels of distraction. It's a whole new training training thing. Next. Um, Tara, I just found out I have to move. I have a really nice house and yard, moving to apartment. Two Dobies, 10 months and years, 10 month old. Hank is going through issues now. Is there a question? No. Um, so massive amounts of structure, plan on doing lots of walks, awfully train the dogs and look for open spaces to run your dogs. Next. Michelle said, great show. Thanks for all you do for us. Thank you. All right. Now they're all coming in though, but all right, we got one more minute. Right. 
Um, no, well, we're only doing it an hour tonight. We announced at the beginning because it's normally an hour and a half show, but Joelle is exhausted. It's, it's exhausted. Um, so we do, we, we try to do an hour and a half show. But keep in mind, this is a free show. Joelle, believe it or not, gets, you know, it's like she, she's been going, she's already worked a 12-hour day, and she's been up for 18, um, and it's time for us to go. She requested that we do an hour show. I say we do an hour show. So, not you, Siri. <laughs> Siri, you want to co-host this? Siri, you want to co-host the show? <clears throat> You're not sure that you understand? Well, then you'll never work. <laughs> All right. So, Manly, in love with you guys. What's today? Wednesday. Siri here. Let me know if I can help. Siri, find me a new co-host <laughs> in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Can you do that, honey? Okay. So, we'll see you Saturday night. Madly in love with you. Take care, guys. Good night. Good night.